you're listening to Hashtag No Filter. That's it. This is our last show of the year, everybody. We have made it through the holidays. We have made it through the holiday parties. We are getting ready for New Year's. Getting ready to count down to 2016 and kiss goodbye all of 2015's regrets. And if you've been listening since our first episode this year, you'll know I have many. Or actually, what's the motto on the show? Hashtag own it. I don't have any regrets, but there are definitely some moments that I don't want to relive. But it's okay because we are ready to kick off the new year. We are going to be kicking it off with a very special guest who's going to be teaching us how to combat some of the damage that we did over the holidays and uh, help us jumpstart the new year. Dr. James Laval is a nationally recognized board-certified clinical nutritionist, and he's the author of 20 books, including the most recently released, Your Blood Never Lies. Also, he also wrote uh, Smart Medicine for Healthier Living, Nutritional Cost of Drugs, and his bestseller, Cracking the Metabolic Code, which I'm going to be asking him about in just a bit. He also founded and currently practices at the Progressive Medical Center in Orange County, California. And today, he's talking to us about how to kickstart the new year. Please welcome Dr. James Laval. Thank you for having me. How are you, Dr. Laval? I'm doing good. Yeah, I've been, been, been a little bit on the, I've been traveling a bit. So, you know, I flew to Vegas and back twice, then to Florida and back in the last five days. So I've wow. uh, been, been pushing the, uh, the uh, travel button a little bit hard. Yeah, it's travel season. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> Has it been? I'm assuming it's busy this time of year traveling. I'm so glad I'm I'm not traveling this time of year. It it, it was. I'll tell you what. Mine was all business. So I had uh, I was teaching. So I was teaching uh, at the A4M convention, which is uh, anti aging medicine convention. Yes, was, uh, you know, that was in eight, Vegas, right? That was in Vegas. Yes. And I'm the chairperson for that. So I had oh, to wow. be there, and then I had to fly to my son's football game on Friday night, and then fly back to get on stage Saturday morning. So. Oh a little bit God. hectic, followed by a trip to uh, Florida for uh, meeting at the home offices of, of course, that of the uh, of, of A4M. And so it's been a little bit of a, you know, I think I sprouted wings over the last week. I think that's <laughs> what happened. Maybe I got some wings. Oh, my God. That sounds crazy. Are you, I mean, I, I'm, has it been a long year of travel for you? Do you travel well, this you know, often think, normally? Yeah, I, I speak a lot. I mean, so I'm in front of a lot of crowds uh, doing education. And, uh, you know, so you know, I'm doing a program with 24-Hour Fitness. So I'm, you know, going there and developing programs, for, you know, you know, rolling out how to, how to, you know, recapture your metabolism. And so there's been a lot of travel this year that's just kind of, it seems like it's accelerated a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, I try to fly a lot. I mean, some, some days I think of it like it's my bus ride, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what I mean what got you interested in nutrition and you know right I mean you've written 20 books on on nutrition and this is now something that you go and lecture on and you've been you know now you have all these programs that you're working out including the metabolic code which I want to ask you about in a bit but I want to know cuz I like me I love like food and nutrition I don't always um 
I don't always listen to my quote unquote rules, but um, <laughs> I definitely have a deep appreciation for it. And for me, I'm not, I don't consider myself like much of a dieter, but I like to, you know, for me, I see food as a way to nourish my body and how to, you know, it's like fuel for a car. Um, so I definitely have that type of appreciation. I just, I, out of curiosity, want to know like what got you interested in it, well, you know, it was interesting. and what made you I... pursue it? Well, I, you know, I, uh, I was an athlete, uh, in, you know, all the way from, you know, grade school through high school, I uh, got a scholarship, I got injured, couldn't, couldn't, uh, go to college and play football because I collapsed the disc in my neck. Uh, and so I got into strength training and bodybuilding and weightlifting and, and I had cousins that were distributing dietary supplements or natural products into physicians offices. This was back in 1980. You know, and uh, and I was kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. I was going through pharmacy school at the time. I was like, oh, you guys don't know anything. You know, only drug therapy helps people, right? And uh, and then I came up with a couple health challenges because I trained really hard while I was going to school. I ended up, you know, quali- qualifying for like a na- you know the nationals in bodybuilding, and and it just wore me wow. down. And I ended up getting sick. And I went to somebody who did natural therapies. Uh, as a part of what they did, and uh, it absolutely changed my life. I felt because I was a sickly kid, mm-hmm. had allergies and you know skin rashes and all that kind of stuff, and I was you know and I and I really was feeling rough. And I did the program, you know, changed the diet, uh, took some d- dietary supplements that were right for me, and uh, I felt incredible. And literally within a year of graduating from pharmacy school, and then obviously I did a lot of other studies, but within a year of graduating from pharmacy school, I was more concerned. I was seeing all these people come up to me and they were, I was giving them a prescription and I wasn't teaching them about how they should be eating. So I'm giving a diabetic, diabetic medication, but I'm not teaching them how to help them really get over the, the, you know, not not necessarily get over their diabetes, but how do you manage it so much better so you don't have the complications? And that's really what catalyzed it in me. I I got this passion to, you know, really get out there on a national level. I developed a, you know, a free tagging system that affected like 3 million people a a week. uh, Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to make a difference, uh, you know, because nutrition is so powerful. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect. It's like you said, you know, sometimes you don't always follow your own rules. Right. Good for you. Good for you that you just eat food when it's a time for you to just have a sheer sense of joy or it's good or it's fun, but also that you, you know, in general are picking foods and having practices that promote your health. You know, so there's a time for holiday and the time for fun. And then there's day to day, which is, you know, what do I do to make my body better so that I can enjoy all the things that I want to enjoy in my life? And that, right. that's kind of the way I've approached it. Um, through the last 33 years of being in practice. So do you, I feel like, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you kind of have a balance between um, pharmaceutical medication and and also incorporating nutrition and health, where I feel like uh, at least the people that I've come across are either one way or the other. They're either, you know, totally about the taking medication or they're totally about anti-medication and and healing your body holistically and naturally and through food. That's exactly right. And I am in the middle of that because I've seen people that absolutely needed medication in order to correct the problems that they had. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I find that many people could correct their problems with food and lifestyle choices, 
you know, taking probiotics all winter long, for example. Right. Um, probiotics are really good for your immune system. Now, while some people would argue I'll take them all the time, sure, I'd agree with that. It's probably got value. But during the winter months especially, why wouldn't you take probiotics? I mean, they, they show that they reduce the incidence of cold and flu in human studies. So, I mean, it's that kind of stuff that I think people have to understand that neither one is right. Like, if you ended up with a, a uh, bacterial infection that was really bad, mm-hmm. and you could take all the herbs you wanted, and it probably isn't going to correct it if it's a bad enough infection. Okay. You, know, you need the power of modern medicine in that case. Okay. Um, if you, uh, some people can't correct their thyroid without being on thyroid meds. How can you take a natural thyroid med that's made, you know, from, you know, say a porcine, a, you know, pork or a beef extract? Sure. But I, I think that we, we have to stop getting so dogmatic about, right. that, you know, oh my gosh, I could only eat you know, uh, natural products and that's it. And I'm not going to ever say, oh, you know, drugs are a part of the evil empire, right? Right. If, if the reality is there's benefit in both, do I think most people are over-medicated in the United States? Absolutely. That's not controversial. That's been published just about in every major medical journal out there that people take too many medications. Yeah. Polypharmacy problems are there. People are over-medicated. Uh, and at the same time, I would say, there's a lot of people that take dietary supplements that, A, may not know what they're really for. Right. Their friend tells them, hey, take something. This is really yeah, cool. Yeah, take I this. It's it. good for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and so I think so. So I think there has to be a balance. Yeah. A sense of reason. And, and look, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm super – I mean, I wouldn't have wrote 20 books about dietary supplements and diet and lifestyle and nutrition if I wasn't super passionate mm-hmm. about the power that that has to changing your lifestyle. You know, I mean, the holiday season is perfect for this, right? I mean, everybody's right. just like, I've eaten my last cupcake. I can't have another cookie. You know, yeah. don't show me another holiday Dorito chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? my God. Have you actually seen those? I've been out at the market and everything is like eggnog flavored <laughs> and peppermint flavored, like tortilla chips. And I'm like, That's what is saying, that? Man, right? Oh, crazy? Everything is that? peppermint and gingerbread and eggnog flavored. Exactly. Every- <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but corn chips with like green and red sprinkle, colorful little sprinkles. Sorry, that doesn't go with me. <laughs> yeah. It's taking the munchies a little bit too far for the holidays, right? I mean, yeah. come on. So, so anyway, I think it's important that people... You know, during the holidays, look, people have seasonal affective disorder during the holidays, man. They, they, they don't get enough sunlight. Mm-hmm. Their vitamin D levels drop. They're indoors more. They get depressed. Once you start feeling down, carbohydrates become your friend. You start hugging those tortilla chip bags. Like, right. Going down now, man. I mean, you're loving them. I mean, you're, you're t- you know, I always tell people, you know, you've got a problem when you, when you're, when you got that last cookie in your hand and you're trying to decide whether to rub it on your head or eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. No, okay, Doctor Laval. So, talk to me about how we can make it through these holiday parties. I've found myself very guilty of this very <laughs> recently. With um, okay, so we did this team um, cake decorating 
for it was like a, a, a team holiday outing. So we all went and, and decorated our own cakes. And there, we thought they were going to be like small little personal cakes. And they actually ended up being really big cakes. But in the <laughs> middle of decorating these cakes, I find myself eating all of this fondant and like these chocolate pearls that you're putting on your cake. And I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't even gotten to the cake yet. I'm just eating all this stuff on the table. I don't I just I always go overboard. Sometimes yeah. over the holidays, Dr. Laval, what do I, what advice do you have to us? Because I feel like when we're put in these situations, we don't, like, we just react and we just eat. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, look, in those, si- in those situations, sh- it's like food becomes love. Food oh, yeah. Food becomes what satisfies you. Food becomes, actually, it's like taking a, <laughs> uh, an antidepressant, right? Yeah. Because it does so much to quell our nerves. And that's just really what starts to happen. Yeah. You know, especially during the holidays. Yeah, especially the sugar and the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Sugar, alcohol, the carbs. So Oh, yes, sweet, the carbs. It's sweet, salty, starchy, and alcohol. I mean, yep. those are the things that it just drives people to be compelled to, to eat those foods. Why and, is that? And, well, you have something called a reward cascade. And literally, your brain, when you get under stress, or during the winter months when the vitamin D levels go low and your serotonin pool isn't quite built up like it should, you get under a little bit of stress, and your body is looking for serotonin and dopamine. Okay. And those are two neurochemicals in your brain. I love And dopamine. what it does, it says, you know what? I need, I need to drink something. I need to eat something. I need to buy something. I need to smoke. Oh, I need to, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want. I that is the reward deficiency cascade syndrome that's a that's a literally something that they call the, the, the reward deficiency cascade is something that many of us are prone to more either genetically or because we've been under sustained stress during the last year or two years or three years and what happens what happens is is people just eventually break and they start to eat and they eat more and more starch why do you think chocolate covered bacon's become so popular oh right my God. fat <laughs> fat salt and chocolate all at once. Oh man! Right? It's, I mean, you know, you think about I'm the salivating. Foods. Yeah, you think <laughs> about the foods, right? And you go, "Wow!" I mean, and if I mentioned that, like, I, I was uh, lecturing in Canada, and I, I was talking about how you know you can tell how stressed people are by the food they have, and I mentioned chocolate covered bacon. Everybody up there was they were going, "Ew, ew!" Right mm-hmm. here, if you mentioned chocolate covered bacon, everybody's like, "Well, where is it? I yeah. need, I want it now." I, you know, my, my brain is on fire and I need some bacon to sizzle it down. And, and that makes you know, so and much that's sense. The, that, well, and that's the reward cascade. So when you get under stress, you imbalance your neurochemicals and your brain tells you you need food. Now, the next thing that happens um, is that you don't get enough sleep during the holidays. Mm. And when you don't get enough sleep, nine times more likely to get a flu bug or a cold bug when you don't get enough sleep. And your blood sugar starts to fluctuate more because when you don't sleep as much, now your blood sugar is having to go up a little bit and your brain needs more food. And now all of a sudden, you're not sleeping as much. You're under the pressure of the holidays. You want to make the best cake on your team cake building. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to have the best cake. You know what? I and- had a pretty good cake in my defense. <laughs> I would say mine was like number two. <laughs> and what would you end up getting? I... I, I'm just going to play the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know what? The thing was, a lot of the other 
team members decided to Google how this how this cake decorating was going to go. And they came in with like plans about what they were going to do and flavors and colors. Oh my God. And so I walked in there, you know, like a, a normal person ready to right. decorate my cake. But I, I kind of, I finished early and then I was just eating everybody's leftover fondant. It was so well, there, there, you, there you go. That isn't so bad. <laughs> so, so, you know, so, so it's important. So things that you could do when you think about it is try to really maintain good sleep. Okay. I'm really, I mean, just to keep people from getting sick during the winter months, there's two dietary supplements people could take Okay. that you may not think, or or, why, why, I mean, I always hear about echinacea, why not take echinacea? But taking probiotics, and in particular, uh, chiodophilus, that's a product that actually has got some really good data behind it, some good studies behind it, that it reduces cold and flus. Um, they even give it to college students, and they they could show that during their final season, during the winter months, they're you know they're uh, they're they got sick less. Okay, now um, I've heard one. I've heard a lot of different things about probiotics. So like there are different strains, and there's different um, you know some come with prebiotics, some come with like right. um, I mean, and then when it comes to should we do capsules or should we be taking it in food or should we be drinking like kombucha? So what when you say probiotics, what does that mean exactly? Like what types so, of probiotics should we be taking and how much? So you can drink kombucha. It's you know commercially available now, and it's got nice beneficial flora in it or probiotics. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, when I mentioned chiodophilus, the reason I mentioned it is because those specific strains in human studies showed that it benefited, you know, people in their immune systems. So, like, I, I you know, there's a million probiotics out there, but you got to find the ones that they've done the studies in humans, and it shows when you take it that it adheres to your gut. And it grows in your gut, and it changes the flora terrain so that the good bugs can grow in it. And so, I so you so eating fermented foods is a long-standing tradition, right? Mm-hmm. Sauerkraut, fermented vegetables, kimchi, you know, uh, kombucha, and which is now kind of commercialized now. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because you go and you get kombucha if you don't watch it. It's like drinking a, a can of pop because it's got so much sugar in it. I know. So, I mean, why why not just drink, uh, you know, set out a a Coca-Cola for a week and let it ferment and drink that? (laughs) I mean, what the heck? Yeah, no. They put so much additive, like added sugar and other artificial flavors and artificial colorings in these quote-unquote health drinks. And it's like it defeats the whole purpose. Exactly. That's, it's such, so for me, the thing I'm about in 2016 is tearing down the myth of these so-called health drinks, like, you know, you go into a store and, and it's got this cornucopia of blueberries and strawberries and all this stuff on the front, you know, like super health power mix blend drink thing, right? <laughs> and you buy it and it's supposed to be amazing for you. Yeah. And you end up eat drinking like 60 grams of sugar, which is yeah. going to make your blood sugar, makes your blood sugar go up really fast. Which... And post-meal hyperglycemia is the number one cause of plaque in your arteries. Oh, wow. I didn't so know So people that. don't even realize that, that. When you're eating all that sugar and you're making your blood There's sugar go up fast. There's so much that, sugar in all of this stuff. Yeah, there really is. All of and these I, health and, products. Uh, there's a lot of them that are pretty high in sugar and starch. And so I always tell people, you know, you got to read the label. 
find out how much sugar, yeah. find out how much starch. So, just because it's gluten free doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, just because exactly. it's got a blueberry on the front, it doesn't mean it's good for you. Right. Okay. You now that, that that makes me think of two questions. My first question is: so which um, which drink would you which drink do you normally drink that you would recommend um, that you think is a good quality product out there right well, now? Well, I'm I'm honestly I I, I I don't really drink too many juices. I eat food whole. Okay. Um, I don't. So you're not into the kombuchas? No. Oh, kombuchas I'll drink. Sure. Okay. Sure. No, I'll drink those. And 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 so, but what I look for are the ones that are eight grams of carbohydrates or less. Per okay. Serving. Eight grams. Or so less. look at it that way, because if it's eight or less, it's not laden with sugar. And then look for the ones that don't have artificial sweeteners. Okay. So like the so aspartame, no that yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. You Ugh, to those are awful. Those are sad. right. So you want to get rid of the aspartame, and you want to be able to not have too much sugar in it. And so that's your kombucha drinks. Now on the vegetable, like when you're looking at juice drinks, like fruit and vegetable juice drinks, I tell people look, drink the vegetable drinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they have lemon in it or a little bit of apple, but use the same rule of thumb. Okay, so no what's more. a good? So what's a good? Um, grams of sugar to be looking out for well i mean it'd be great if they had zero right right uh, but i would say eight eight or less okay eight or less so for example um a like a coke will have a 12 ounce pop i don't want to pick on coke because that's not fair right i mean but a 12 ounce pop would be um about eight to 12 teaspoons of sugar wow so that's like 35 or 40 grams of sugar. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, now, see, I've seen a lot of these fresh-pressed juices that don't have added sugar that have the same amount of grams of sugar, and they say, well, it's okay because it's fructose, it's healthy sugar. I want to know no. about that. So what, because from what I've been able to comprehend, sugar is sugar, and your body responds to sugar, whether it's organic cane sugar or fructose or table sugar, like whatever it is, sugar responds the same in your body, and you should keep it as low as possible. Yeah. Is I, that I, right? I, I, I could not agree more. Different kinds of sugars, so fructose versus glucose, react to your body differently. Okay. So, if, 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 so fructose, for example, from fruit, if you're eating fruit, that's fine. But if you're drinking fructose, right, just straight that's fructose. one of the worst types of sugars wow. to take in to promote insulin resistance and diabetes. So literally, people think that drinking these like 16-ounce you know, pressed juices of a bunch of fruit is good for them. Mm-hmm. And while there's a bunch of positive phytochemicals in that juice, there's no doubt that that's it. The net effect is you still create the same problems with your insulin receptors and your blood sugar regulation. And so it has the same net effect. And, and also when you're eating all that fructose, once again, you're going to throw off the microbiome. And, right. and when you're drinking all that fruit juice and you spike your blood sugar, you're going to tell your body to store fat and you're going to tell your arteries to plaque. And so those are really important concepts that, I think as you look at 2016, what people need to think about is, how do I count my carbs? Because I'm telling you, I didn't used to want to do that with people. I didn't want to used to have to teach people how to count their carbs. I wanted to teach people how to eat healthy. Right. And then what I found out is that people had trouble with understanding serving size. So if you get that bucket of rice when you order Thai food, everybody thinks they're doing great, right? Right. Because when I order Thai food, it's steamed, it's 
It's, you know, it's stir-fried. It's wonderful. I didn't get sweet and sour stuff if it was Chinese. You know, but the problem is if you eat the whole bucket of rice, that's a serving for four people. Right. And isn't and don't those simple carbs, don't those translate as, or if you eat too many and you're not actively burning them up, don't those translate into sugar in your body? Well, you know, when you eat a big bucket of rice, you're, it's going to get into your bloodstream. I mean, you're going to yeah. end up, you know, all carbs end up, you know, breaking down to sugar. And, and what I would say is, even when they're complex carbs, people will go, oh, it's whole wheat bread. I can eat a half a loaf. Right? Right. And you can't. Right. You can't, it, you know, it, it, even if it's whole grain, you can't overdo it. Now, some people take it to the extreme and say, gee, I'm, I'm paleo. <laughs> I don't eat any grains, you know, or I'm metro paleo. I'm a modern paleo. I don't run around and kill my own food. I go buy it at the grocery store. I'm metro paleo, right? <laughs> right. I, that's what I, and, and I, and I tell, try to tell people, see, being paleo has its problems, too, because if you don't get any resistant starch, if you don't get any starch, you can't feed the beneficial flora in your intestine. So, so, ah. so your beneficial flora in your intestine actually is fed by the starch that you eat that doesn't get broken down in your intestine to be used as fuel. And then that starch that's resistant goes into your gut and feeds the beneficial flora. And see, because people today, because a lot of people are overweight, but there's a lot of people that are insulin resistant, a lot of people diabetic, a lot of people eating low starch diets. That's why I find it important that people, you know, think about the probiotics, eat fermented foods, take probiotics. Like, you know, like I said, Tyrodopolis, good brand. I trust it. I tell people to go to the store all the time and get it. I have no stock in Kyolic or no stock in Kyodophilus. <laughs> I just, it's great product. Okay. Because um, they got studies. Yeah. Right. Now, the other thing, the, the other thing that's important is, is, um, you know, you got, there's things you could do for stress. Okay. And that's important. So I probably stimulated five new questions. So I'm going to let you ask me the next question. <laughs> Actually. Okay. So I have two more things that I want to get to. The first is I want to know what your top three tips are for the new year. So let's say we're just fresh off of all the holiday parties. We maybe overdid it a little bit. So now to help us get back on track in January, what are your top three tips? Uh, top three tips. One is sleep more. Okay. Because when you sleep, you gain control of your metabolism. You're, you, uh, you know, less likely to be diabetic, less likely to, to uh, gain weight, so, 70% less likely to be obese. So uh, what, is, what does sleep more mean? Does that, I know you're not meaning like sleeping all day. So what's a good, <laughs> <laughs> what's a good um, hour range to be getting each night? Well, the average American sleeps about six hours and you really should sleep between seven and nine. Really? So you can wow. Sleep yeah, if you can sleep between seven and nine hours a day, um, restful at night, not waking up, feeling refreshed yeah. when you wake up, you are in great shape. Now, the problem with that is not many people are doing that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I need to I, be I, getting more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's my top tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's tip number well, so, two? So, so the second thing is uh, cope with stress better. And what I mean by that is whether you're exercising doing deep breathing, taking yoga, dealing with your relationships in a different way so that you're not holding on to stress, not letting that white tiger chase you. And the reason for that is, is that when you allow stress to take hold of you, you raise a hormone in your body called cortisol. Mm -hmm. And when cortisol goes up, it drains out your serotonin. 
When cortisol goes up, it makes your blood sugar go up. And when cortisol goes up, you actually further the processes that really cause you to you know, lose your health. You get sick more. Right. You always hear it, right? People that are under stress get sick more. Right. Um, and, and so managing your stress is important. It okay. really is. And, and, and it'd be easy for me to tell people don't get stressed out. Right. And, but we all live our lives and we're, we're fraught with stressful events. That's right. But we have to learn how to manage it better. Okay. Uh, and that's number two. Number three, count your carbs, man. I'm telling you right now. Okay. If I could have one thing for Americans to do that for this year, if you could get people to do this, is look at that vegetable juice and fruit juice you think is healthy and learn how to read the label, watch the sugars, watch the carbs. If you're only working out an hour a day and the other 23 hours are either laying out, sitting on a couch or sitting at a computer desk, yeah. You don't need to be all carved up, you know. I mean, yeah. that, you know, I, I, I work with, you know, professional athletes. I work um, with Olympians. And, you know, those folks, they're training three, four hours a day. They eat a little different diet. Most of us, we're, we're not doing that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so you got to be realistic about that. Uh, <clears throat> and then eat organic whenever you can. I'd add, I'd add that in. It's like uh, yeah. try to eat clean food. Nine to twelve servings of vegetables and fruit a day, guys. That's, are you that's... are you pro um, dirty dozen clean fifteen? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Go to environmentalworkinggroup.org. Find out which foods are are, are oversprayed and right. don't buy those. And buy the foods foods that are clean. If you can't buy organic, absolutely. That it's so important. And you know what? Whether you're buying organic or not, wash your vegetables and fruit. People yeah, I always it. I always like to use those fruit and veggie washes, and I'll let them just soak for a minute, and then I'll rinse them off. Um, just because you never know. Even the organic ones, you just you always want to be careful. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Laval. Um, I mean, I, I'm definitely leaving very, very enlightened and ready for 2016. So where can people, if they're interested in learning more about you or your books, where can they find you? Uh, JimLaval.com. Uh, I've got a listing of all my books, and uh, obviously there's video, there's all kinds of stuff. There's even a free carb counter, so people can get a free carb counter there uh, that uh, my dietitians put together. So there's, nice. there's one that people can download. It's two pages, one in front and back, and uh, easy to get, and it can really help people to come in with this new year, starting to really get that weight under control and get the cravings and carb uh, cravings under control. All right, there you go. Everybody needs to go follow Dr. Lavelle. Thank you so much for calling in and chatting with me on hashtag No Filter. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Yep. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on iTunes every Wednesday. Don't forget to visit JustPlainZach.com. We have lots of healthy drink recipes, especially for the holidays, for the new year, and um, just for fun on the weekends. Go check it out. Don't forget to follow me at JustPlainZach across all social media platforms. And follow Dr. Lavelle. He has lots of great tips. I'm going to go read. Um, I need to get started. He has 20 books out, so I need <laughs> I need to get on that. Go check him out, and I will talk to you guys in the new year. Bye.